So I'm uh, recording this in post, but I do want to apologize for uh, the following episode. Not because there's anything wrong with it. Uh, in particular, I just happen to stutter a lot. And with a little bit of nervousness, especially with the uh, subject being discussed, uh, you can hear my voice just constantly shaking a bit. And I do want to apologize for that. Otherwise, I hope uh, you enjoy the first episode of my new podcast. Thank you. Hello, my name is Maddie, and you're listening to Zoofet. This episode is very important to me. As I uh, start this new podcast, I want to be open. I don't want to pretend that I am perfect or that I have the answers that everyone needs. I am flawed, and my statements or uh, podcast episodes will only help some people sometimes. I don't want to hide that I'm a trans woman, but don't worry about offending me if you should ever forget that because my voice is more masculine, neutral-ish, well, more masculine, I'm not going to lie about that, but I, I don't want to hide that, and I don't want to pretend that I'm something I'm not, and with that, uh, that brings the, or brings me to the topic of this episode that I don't want to hide that I'm a little, but I'll get into that with uh, more detail. Uh, this new podcast I'm forming is going to feature uh, different subjects and some darker subjects as well. Um, in addition to my own self-recorded episodes, I will also be interviewing people about their lives and the lessons that they want to share with others. This includes people battling drug and alcohol addictions, victims of sex trafficking and their experiences, uh, people who have managed to climb out of homelessness, single parenting, and many more subjects. It's not always going to be dark and serious, but that will be featured, and while I will keep profanity to a minimum, I'm not going to censor what other people say, because it's their words and I'm interviewing them about their lives. Uh, when it comes to the darker subjects, however, or uh, episodes that may be a bit more depressing or uncomfortable, um, I will just label those as explicit. So if you're uh, scrolling through and you see an episode that's explicit, know that it's probably not so happy, not so cheery. But um, this, this is what I'm doing, knowing that we all have something that we can learn from, another, from one another. And I just want to help anyone who just needs comfort in some manner. Not necessarily comfort in, you know, here's a bunch of positive news and everything else, but comfort at least in the acceptance of what is, knowing that other people are facing the same struggles and that we're all in this together, good and bad. And I hope that someday there may be more good than bad, or that we may be able to create peace through love and compassion. The world can only really be described as unfair. Uh, depending on who you talk to, you may even hear it uh, described as cruel or evil. Many people struggle with basic necessities in a world where excess food is thrown away, shelter is barred off as a luxury, and money dictates how free you are to live your life, at least in the US and well, just the world as a whole. But. Uh, this treatment is wrong, but nothing will change until laws are changed, and nothing will change until workers have rights and those rights are exercised. When the people doing work are free to work and free to live their lives, 
then we're also more free to help one another, is my own personal belief. And it's not always easy. There are times that I myself, and I'm sure all of you have sacrificed uh, part of something you need for yourself to give to someone else. And I firmly believe that helping other people, sometimes to your expense, is the right thing to do. But at the same time, we shouldn't have so little that we can't afford to help one another in the first place. Because just because someone, so someone else has a life that's worse off than your own does not mean that your life is particularly good. And we're all stressed out. We're all worried about things. And I just don't feel it's right that we have come to this point. People are stressed out because our system is biased against the poor. College educations are overhyped just to deliver the same pay that one should be able to get without college, negating the benefit of a further education. Not to mention that, at least again in the US, college is an industry built on profit, not education. If you're not lucky enough to get financial aid out of high school, then you go into the working world. And when you're working 40 or more hours a week, college isn't really an option. So you either go into debt to barely scrape by with no promises that anything will ever work out, nothing is ever guaranteed, or you work and you're punished for working. Those who find success after growing up poor are not the norm, they are the minority, because those who hold opportunities are biased as to who they give those opportunities to. Whether it's the opportunity to go to school, the opportunity to work your first job, or any other job in the future, everyone is biased. People pretend that we are equal and that everyone has an equal chance to succeed, but it's not true. Poverty leads to poverty because you can never save up for a better life. You're either lucky to be born into a life of freedom, you are lucky enough multiple times to be able to live a free life, or you are beaten down your entire life. I don't have a supportive family. They've never helped me in school, never helped me when I joined the working uh, working class. Well, I guess we're all really working class, but they, they, they've never helped me with anything other than food, water, and shelter. And that only goes so far when there's much more to life than just basic survival. I was raised by grandparents that never accepted me as transgender when I first came out at five years old, or again, when I came out at 21 years old. Uh, they never understood my Asperger's as a disability, treating it like an excuse as to why there are some things that I cannot do. I have been discriminated against at work for disability, and I have been discriminated against for being a trans woman. Before I was raised by my grandparents, I was homeless. And this is a feeling that I think uh, many more people than ideal would be able to relate to, or ideally no one could relate. But uh, the worst feeling that I've ever experienced um, when I was homeless, or ever, is to truly starve. And a child cannot focus when they are only ever thinking about the next time they are going to eat. And this applies a lot when uh, with schools. And I really don't understand why lunch programs are a thing compared to just, you go to school, you get lunch. Because when you're going hungry, and you're only ever thinking about when you're going to eat again, you're not going to do well in school. 
because you can't focus, you can't concentrate, you can't learn because you're stressed out. And people don't learn when they're stressed. People don't work when they're stressed. People don't function at their peak capacity when they're stressed out because stress has a very large effect both on the body and mind. And it's just a giant brick wall between you and being able to live your life as fully as possible. And the same thing happens to homelessness as well. The cost of homelessness is more expensive than if you were to build a complex of just super tiny apartments. Just make them share a bathroom, shower stalls, whatever else. But you, you, you could build apartments that are maybe... And this is being generous, but I'll just call it 15 by 15 feet. With just a microwave, mini fridge, bed, dresser, two outlets. Go down the hallway, there's a bathroom of like eight stalls, showers, whatever else. And the cost of that is cheaper than the cost of homelessness. But the cities that have these homeless problems don't want to spend the money up front to save millions of more dollars later because it's too expensive now. And the United States is, a, is not a nation built on freedom. In fact, I would describe it as not even driven by profit, but rather just control and exploitation fueled by greed. Because they, they don't... No one... Those in power don't care about how much money they can make total. They care about how much money they can make right now. They care about how much can they use us right now. People work harder than ever before, yet the standard of living is falling. Now there was once a time that the United States could have been said to be the greatest country in the world, even during the rise of the civil rights movement and, and all of the segregation and discrimination that was uh, part of prior, during, and now even after um, that movement. But uh, after the Second World War, we had the least to recover from compared to other nations. And in the process of, yes, we were, or could be argued to have been the greatest nation. But as other nations uh, rebuilt, we became stagnant, we became complacent, and we fell behind. Those other countries not only rebuilt, but they kept growing and building and bettering themselves while we are now playing catch-up in basically every measure except for our military that's the one thing that we've never fallen behind on and no one has ever been able to catch up on uh, whether that's a good or bad thing i will let you decide uh another thing in more recent history is that uh, the internet is the greatest tool of wasted potential that humanity has ever created we have the capacity to be more educated and free than ever before and yet the internet is used as an excuse to shackle us more than ever. If there was uh, at least one positive to the coronavirus pandemic, it's that it has shown how many working positions can be done remotely, and I can only hope that future businesses will use this lesson to empower their employees. Uh, with my experience as a restaurant coach, I know that the best way to see an improvement in employees' work is to empower them. It's to treat them well, it's to remove as much stress from the equation as possible so that they can do better work and happier work. It's just to respect your employees. It's a, it's a very simple thing, but it's incredibly rare in the workplace. So what does all of this have to do with the subject of the episode? 
do 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 get that fixed uh people are stressed out and we all deal with stress differently some people smoke some people drink some people indulge in music some people have other hobbies some people go to uh, bdsm which will be a few separate episodes including the emotional side of it and um when i interview a couple of victims of sex trafficking it's going to include uh, predators in the bdsm community but uh, that, that's not important anyway some people go to bdsm to deal with stress and some people like myself are littles before i continue um, I just want to say that it is very important that we do not judge each other because we do not know each other's lives and there's already already enough anger and hatred in this world. So what is a little? A little is someone who likes to either regress or roleplay as a younger age. The overwhelming number of people who identify as littles do so because it helps with anxiety or depression as it helps cheer them up. Many people assume that littles engage in regression or age play because of sexual trauma at a young age. Do not make that assumption. Yes, the majority of us have experienced that, statistically speaking, and that does include me, but it is, it is not related to why we feel better in our little space. And in the same assumption, uh, there is a lot of overlap between BDSM and littles, or CGL stands, it's a acronym that means caregiver little dynamic but again do not make that assumption there are two distinct headspaces and they they're different i get frustrated at the automatic assumption between uh, these two communities yes they overlap and the overlap may even be the majority of littles but they are not the same i myself am not part of that overlap uh, some do participate in both uh both sides simultaneously but they are still separate do not assume things, because it can only hurt those who do not fall in that category, or in either category, or any category. Now, there is more to being a little, as it can wildly in terms of the extent of the age someone identifies as. Some are older, preferring more teen stuff, some are more younger, uh, preferring things like, you know, My Little Pony, Disney, Disney Princess, whatever. Uh, some are more of like a toddler regression, and others go to the farthest extent, known as ABDL, uh, just basically an adult baby. And again, people are rude and do not make assumptions. We are already stressed out and we don't need people hurting us further over our coping mechanisms. A little may be more of an older regressor, but still like pacifiers. Some adult babies don't like diapers. Most that do like diapers don't use them, but just enjoy them for the feeling of wearing them. The most harmful assumption that people make is that littles, especially of the ABDL variety, are harmful to children, and that is a very, very dangerous assumption. Not only is it terrible and wrong, but the idea of it, whether it's true or false, can ruin lives. People who know that you are a little can take away your employment, separate your friends and family, and other terrible things. Not because being a little is wrong, but because people are emotional, irrational beings. People can be stupid. People can't separate their assumptions from you as an individual. They see the community as a stereotype. And that's it's not right. Each, each and every single one of us is different, and that needs to be respected. In a world that is constantly pitting everyone against each other, why do we judge how we cope? Why is BDSM and leather a more accepted aesthetic than pigtails and overalls? 
What is the difference between wearing a collar around your neck and having a pacifier clip on your shirt? I can only hope that one day, people who are littles, because it makes them happy, can be just as visible as others in terms of just treating it as an aesthetic that might tell you about someone, or maybe it just says they think it's cute. Either way, we are not here to judge one another. And with some people, how they dress and what they do or do not want to express visually is also part of dealing with anxiety and depression. I dream of a day where the aesthetic is treated like any other style of appearance, because dedicated Little's clothing is only the absolute cutest thing ever. Um, side tangent, but if you ever go to uh, like littleforbig.com or um, littleslaboratory.com, uh, like you go there and it will just melt your heart. Any stress you might be feeling throughout your day will be gone, at least for the instant you're looking at the at the sites because everything there is just the cutest thing ever it's great but anyway um we just need to all help each other more we are all here to take care of each other i'm lucky in that my disability doesn't prevent me from doing normal work but people worse off than myself don't deserve to be treated as less there are visible disabilities and there are invisible disabilities and those do not define us and the same goes for being a little i like pacifiers and i like sippy cups I like super obnoxious, you know, Little's clothing, but that doesn't define who I am. Who I am is how I treat others. Who I am is how I love others. Who I am is how I am doing what I can to help make this world a safer, happier place. How I cope with the cruelty of this world is irrelevant because I am me, whether my adult self or my baby self. Being a Little is not a corruption. It is the desire to recapture our own innocence. It is the... It is the uh, desire to give up the stresses of this world caused by artificial means. It is the desire to be happy with the simple necessities like love. It is the desire for peace of mind and body by dropping all of the learned mistreatment of this world. The world is already crappy enough and we don't need to bully each other. The existence of littles is not harmful to actual children. It is not an open invitation to walk all over us. It is not a sign that we cannot function as adults. It is not a sign of weakness. It is a statement of love. Being a little is the acceptance that we are flawed, is the acceptance that compassion and love for ourselves and others is the path to happiness. It is rebellion against hate. In fact, you could almost describe it as it's just, it's a very punk to be a little. Uh, being a little is just letting go of conflict in favor of just being happy. I hope that each and every one of you is having a better day, and I want each and every one of you to uh, remember that you are always loved and you were never forgotten. Thank you.